Welcome to Tabletop Topics. I'm your host, Jeff. And of course, Jeff. So, Jeff. You forgot to say, uh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, again. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's roll that back again. Right, okay. Welcome to Tabletop Topics. I'm your host, Jeff. And of course, Jeff. Uh. <laughs> Jeff. We have a returning guest. Yes. And we a do. new face with us today. Brand new special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself today, sir? Yes. I'm Bishop Scurry of the Tree of Life history 3609 Fairview right there in the city of Harlem Lake amen I'm the husband of Teresa Scurry the first lady oh oh that's her real name amen hey. yeah. tree of life yeah that's what's up that's fire Jason welcome back welcome back how you been how's everything been good busy but good everything's busy mm -hmm. you still are you still working with Jeff I'm I'm with I'm still at Publix but okay. um, he don't want me at grocery anymore. Oh, no. Hey, I, mean, I mean, you know. Oh, no, I heard, I heard they're booting everyone out now. <laughs> yeah, half a customer service like, yeah, is gone. Things, things are closing down, so yeah. it must be pretty different out there. It is. It is. Man. So, um, the idea, well, because she brought this up to me. Mm -hmm. So she told me, she told me that, uh, would you like to, because she was listening to different podcasts, so mm -hmm. that was something new. Because mm -hmm. she's like, because of us, that her coming on and all that stuff like that, she was listening to podcasts and she's like, um, I talked to my husband. I said, would you like to be on a podcast? She said, yeah, he would. He's like, I'll be on one, but I won't. I don't want to start one. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I said, yeah, yeah. So I kind of got together with her. What was it? A month ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, about a month ago. And I said, set it up. Let us know when you're free, because I know that mm -hmm. you guys' schedule are busy. And um, and you were telling me. Uh, and you're telling me something and she was telling me about he has a powerful testimony and I'm like yeah we can come on here we can have that discussion we can listen learn something new hear a different perspective of it because um, everybody goes through struggles yes. and uh, right. it, it's just how we navigate through them and get out of them so I said yeah invite him bring him on and here we are today and here he is all right and i appreciate you for taking yeah, the thank time you. out of your thank day you out of your busy day coming out here. to come yeah. here and have a conversation with us because again too um when we bring people on we like to have them resonate with different types of audiences and for them to hear uh, a different story or perspective from where you're coming from or whoever it is right. that we invite on it's very good because it, it it doesn't necessarily tell them you have to change how you think, but it gives you a different perception besides your reality. So right, right. it's awesome to hear different types of testimonies or and or conversations to start a conversation mm -hmm. because not a lot of people want to. So that's what's up. Um, earlier, so before we started, we were having a conversation. Um, this isn't your first time on the mic. Uh, yeah, that's how I was surprised. What's the story behind He's it? He's like, I'm yeah. ready, DJ. No, this, <laughs> no, that's not my first time. Uh, I went on to uh, radios uh, with <clears throat> with Mother Santiago uh, when we got out of prison in 1997. Me and her uh, son, um, Santiago, brother uh, Santiago, and uh, his mom used to take us on the radio on Saturdays. Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> and we used to preach on the radios and I tell you it was very awesome because every Saturday we have so many people tuning in. So many, <laughs> people, so many people's tuning like, can in. You bleep so that part out, we just yeah. So we just we just thank God for awesome. having the opportunity. And then down the line later 
we came back onto the radio station again, mm -hmm. as I was explaining to you earlier, mm -hmm. what transpired there and caused the radio station to go down. To go down, right. And so I, it's, it's not new to me. And then I went over to Fort Pierce with one of my apostle friends named Apostle Wright in Fort Pierce, Florida. He go over the airways. He got a setup like this, too. And uh, I went over the airways in, in St. Uh, Fort Pierce mm -hmm. with him as well. So I've been around the radio station, not... Regular, no regular, but periodically here and there. You've done right. Yeah, you, I did. You, you've done that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a familiar yeah. setting. It's nothing new. Yeah, so it's nothing new. Yeah. It's nothing to be scared, afraid, or shaky. Shoot, maybe like, we might have you on the team, man. You can come through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Help definitely. us out with some of this yeah, tech. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because it, it, it gets crazy, it, it, especially like when, when you're doing everything by yourself. It, it really is difficult, mm -hmm. um, and and it is. It, it is a lot of work. It is. It's not easy. Like, yeah, getting everything together, doing clips, putting the videos together, audio, cutting all that stuff like that. Like, it was a year and a half of research for us, almost two years. Yeah, we had. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had to do trying. a lot of research yeah. prep. Yeah, and even now it's still a learning process where it's like finding sponsors and advertisement mm -hmm. and you know, distribution stuff. and all that. Yep. And then on top of that, at some point you got to build a team. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to build a team because right. it's only going to get harder from here. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's fire. Um, so, are you originally from Florida? Yes, I'm originally from Florida. Oh, I, was, I was born in Augusta, Georgia, but my mom moved in 1969. Uh, in 69. So, I've been here ever since 69. Oh. I mean, excuse me, 63. Okay. 1963. So, I've been here ever since, ever since I was three years old. Wow. So I know this four miles like the back of my hand. Okay, that's what's up. That's wild. Yeah. So, judging by like now, everything's. Yeah. What's the biggest thing that's that you've realized changed since since then? When I came, it was just woods and, and dirt. Oh yeah. I seen the whole. <laughs> I, I seen the whole. You seen it like you were there. Well, even <laughs> even when we showed up, even when we showed up, the roads weren't even paved. Yeah, yeah. Like, the roads weren't even paved. It well, was see, just, when I showed yeah. up, it was dirt. It was dirt. <laughs> So when you go down the road, <laughs> dust everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I came here with number woods. All this where y'all at? There were no we are? None of that. None of that. Wow. It was woods. I seen this thing made a transformation wow. in the years that I've been here. Yeah. Wow. Even wow. from theaters, uh, right. grocery stores, right. you know, downtown. You know, I seen a transformation take place in the city of Fort Myers. Really have grown. Over the years that I've been here, that's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. It's it's mm -hmm. rare that I find a lot of people who were born and raised up here. Yes, because like some people usually like they grow up here and then after high school they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the first question I get from everybody is, "Are you originally from Florida?" That's what I always get. right. Because yeah, a lot of people, it's it's mo the state's mostly made up of New Jersey, New York, uh, Ohio, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Right, all the so, northern states. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. But that's that's what mostly around Fort Miles, uh, Mississippi, Carolina, mm -hmm. Alabama, Georgia, you know, that's what it, in Fort Miles, what it consists of mostly people from that area. And then mm -hmm. you start getting them migrate in from Miami, right. Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. and right. different places like that starting to come in. Especially because you know? it's getting way more expensive. Right. Amen. Yeah. 
exactly because you've been seeing a lot of a lot of people from miami starting to flock for sure yes and you can tell too because they're they're driving those little three-wheel cars (laughs) out on the road i'm like bro you only see that in miami (laughs) and now it's starting to come down here oh all them fancy cars yeah yeah, that's gonna be different that's gonna be different that's that's something to look forward to like especially like knowing southwest is about to be a metropolis you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's the central hub. Yeah, and especially with Lehigh. Like, Lehigh's even growing itself. Like, oh, we're yeah. looking at the, the future plans for Lehigh. I mean... How long have y'all been in Lehigh? He, we've been here, um, May will be two years, but I lived here before for 12 years. Hey. When, when my boys were younger. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So you, you already know what's going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got to ask you. Yep, South L.A. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm telling everyone. Yeah. We, I'm, we're trying to coin the term South LA. We're from mm-hmm. East LA. Yep. <laughs> I'm the new kid. On the <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're too late with the LA. My boys back in the days they already named yeah. it. LA. Oh, oh okay. LA. Oh, word. LA. Okay, there you go. There you go. We just have I'm to surprised they like officially you know, stamped yeah, it. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, we got to bring back LA. the terms like they're doing the high tops. Right. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fire. That'll be fire. So here's the question that's. On my mind. I don't know if it's on his mind. Okay. How did you two meet? What's the story behind this? Oh, yes. I'm going to let her start. Oh, yeah. I wish no, we, had a, we had a... We had a... Back in the day. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the wind chimed up. <laughs> we'll, we'll add that to the soundboard next Maybe time. Maybe she have a, uh, a different view than what I had. Right, uh, right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, it's probably the same. It's about the same. It should be. And after she's done, he's going to... Remember, it's gonna your be, truth, nah. his truth, and then the truth. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he got yeah. he got to touch base. He's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, you go first, and then I'll see if you're lying. <laughs> he's like, I'm filling the blame. Is that how you think it happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was um working in a salon, a small salon in town, Fort Myers, right off of MLK, mm-hmm. and um I had been there. I started there, I think, in September of 2012, and I met him the week of Mother's Day uh, that following year. And he had been coming in and out, you know, getting a haircut because there was a barber and two stylists in there, well, which we all did everything in there, like cut hair, um, eyelashes, pedicures, um, hairstyle, and we did it all in there. Well, he can't. He had been coming in there because there was the guy who was the owner of the shop. Well, he was his best friend, one of his best friends, um, and that's how I came into the shop because he sent for me, and I went up there and then I started working and stuff. And he would come in periodically to get a haircut, and he would just speak to everyone. I never paid any attention to him until he one was probably there to see you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he's just not going to say it. You know? He's like, there's, it's skin, but, you know, I, I need a yeah. short trim right there. <laughs> there's no hair, he's but like, he's like, get yeah. my scalp right here, please. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a spot. The, the edge is crooked. I need it fixed. <laughs> oh, he would usually come in on, like, Friday evenings. He'd just get off for work. Oh, well, I could tell he had just gotten off for work because mm-hmm. he'd come in work clothes all dusty with cement and stuff all over him mm-hmm. um but i never really paid attention to to him because 
I wasn't interested in a relationship at the time. I had just recently um, gotten out of toxic a mess. Boy. Yes, mm -hmm. toxic, very mm -hmm. toxic. And um, so I wasn't interested. I wasn't paying attention until one day I was um, doing uh, one of my customers' hair, my client's hair, and there was this bishop came in. And they used to come every weekend. He and his wife would come up there and sell food. Mm -hmm. And this particular day, he walked past me. This was the other bishop. Um, what's his name, Bishop? Uh, the one that was over on 41? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't get his name right now. Okay. <laughs> well, It'll come up later. Yeah, yeah. He, he walked past, and then he stopped, and he turned around. He was like, young lady, he was like, keep doing what you're doing. He was like, God is pleased with you, and you keep doing what you're doing, and he have he has that husband for you. So I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Okay, I, I don't want no husband. I don't want nobody else from Fort Myers. Because I made up in my mind, I don't want another man from Fort Myers. I don't want another man from Florida, period. Mm -hmm. I'm done. So, <laughs> that was my promise, and I stuck to it. So then one day he came in, and he asked me, what was I doing with a guy like that? And I'm the type of woman that I should be with someone like him. And he was like, if I wasn't married, you would be my wife. Smooth talk. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So he began to like minister to me and mm. stuff. Made me cry a little bit. But I put on my big girl pants and I didn't let him see it. But because everything that he said, he was on point. Mm. He was literally like speaking to me about me and he didn't even know me and I didn't know, know him. So that went on, that went past. Um, so I began to question my cousin about him. I'm like, who is he? Because he came back in uh, another time, like on a Saturday this time. And it was some weeks later. So I asked her, did she know him? And she was like, yeah, he divorced, he divorced. So I'm like, well, who is she? Said, He's a pastor. I said, uh-uh. Jeez. Oh, man. I ain't finna play with God. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> oh. Bishop Cunningham. Yeah, Bishop Cunningham. Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, that's the man. Okay. So to make a long story short, um, the next time he came in, he sat there in the chair, and he, there was this big, long mirror. So I'm sit, I'm standing there, I'm doing my customer's hair, and then after she left, I'm just cleaning up and stuff. So he's on the phone talking, and I hear him talking, saying, well, what do you want for Mother's Day? Uh, he was like, well, I bought you a car last year, so what do you want? And I'm like, dang. He was like, well, you want to fly somewhere? You want to, what do you want to do? You wanna, I said, so I'm saying under my brother, you can fly me somewhere. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, well, you can buy me a car. You know, I'm just That's saying little stuff under my breath. Yeah. So he, I never did say anything. Never would approach him until his big mouth friend. <laughs> okay. We all know that one. Yep. We all got, I got one. I got you, bro. I <laughs> exactly. I got you. Right. Right. I'll do we it for you. 
<laughs> so he gave him my number and told him that I said to call me. Okay, there you go. And he called me and we chit-chatted for some weeks. Or just chatting over the phone, kicking it, just, just talking. This is before text message and social media. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right, that's what I'm saying. No, that's fact. You actually had to find the person. Happy emoji. Yep. You had to find extra. No Yellow GPS. Book. Oh, no I remember. GPS. No GP. None yep. of that. Yellow yeah. books. None yeah. of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we went. Oh, he actually came. He was a real gentleman. Took me on my first date. And we just rolled and talked, and that was good. But I was scared to death because I'm like, what do I talk about? This man is a pastor. He's a pastor. How do I date a pastor? I mean, what do we have to talk about? There was no Google, too. <laughs> <laughs> how do I date a pastor? Oh, <laughs> Siri. Siri. Siri, how do you date a pastor? How do you date a pastor? <laughs> <laughs> Be angelic yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm scared to death I'm sitting and quiet and we just rode around and he was talking to me um, but I was already a Christian I was saved mm -hmm. you know I was going to a former church and um, but I didn't I just didn't know what to do what to say because yeah. I'm like this man is a pastor he's I can't know, just come out that's, a, that's, right. another, that's another level right yeah Exactly, a level that I'm not I've a regular never... man. It's <laughs> a man of God. <laughs> if I mess up, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so he was real gentle. I mean, real calm, real humble. Um, the language was different, okay. you know. Uh, I mean, I could already. I knew he was already more mature and more settled, and he was. Just kind of like taking his time and everything. So I'm like, okay, I might be able to do this. Mm, okay. I might be able to do this. So that's how it all started. And we began talking more. And then we would occasionally, like, he would have to go out of town always. He was always on the road, Busy. traveling, yeah. flying here and driving here to preach and everything so I, he would always call me hey I gotta go out of town I'll be going for this such and such amount of days I'll be going for a week or whatever um, but I'll call you when I get Sorry there I'll call you when I get there to let you know that I made it safely and things like that and that's how we met that's how we began and then what two years later yeah, about two years two later. Two years later, two years later. Yeah, married. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. awesome. Been together ever since. Yeah, ever since. Yeah. Okay. And now, so the moment of truth. Yeah. How much of that do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I call most people all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. Just ask you. That's I'm, good. That's I'm good. telling you, that's that. That's the truth because I used to come in the, the salon and get my hair cut on a Friday. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I used to see the young lady. I, I say, I say, uh, T. I say, who is that young lady there? And he say, uh, oh, that's that's yeah. they call her T. Her nickname. Oh, okay. Her nickname was T. And he say, well, that's T. I said, man, she's a nice looking young lady. Like that. See, I was in a my I was in a broken relationship mm -hmm. on the verge. Yeah, it was already so it was going out the door. Yeah. It's already going out yes, the door. Yeah. So. So I say, mm. so he said, that's T. I say, uh, who a boyfriend is? Who a man is? 
He said, I'm going to show you the guy when he come in the door. <laughs> so when the guy came, so when the guy came and I seen his appearance and how he dressed and everything, I said, "What's she doing with a guy like that?" Yeah. <laughs> she turned red. <laughs> she need to be with a guy like me. You, you know go. what I'm saying? So T said, "What that dude? That he he crazy about?" It. I said, "Okay." I said, "Man, she need to be with somebody like me." So one weekend I was at this shop, so I was sitting back in a chair, almost something like this a rock. So I was talking to the ex, and I was saying, you know, I say uh, Mother's Day's coming up. I say, and, and and her booth was next, right next right to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sitting in the chair like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I said, I bought you a car um, last year for Mother's Day. I said, wait, where do you want to go at now? Because we had just flew in from Los, uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We had just flew in from Las Vegas, so I know she don't want to go to Las Vegas. And so I said, well, you want to travel what, what, like that? And so I didn't know she was listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking loud. <laughs> though, fortunate, yeah, fortunate. Right. right. So she I, pick up a I say, she, I didn't know she was ear hustling. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> hustling. Ear hustling. Yeah, hustling. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I'm just talking. So after, after that episode there, later on that night, so T say, my friend T said, uh, hey man, I got something for you. But it was another dude in the shop had his eyes on her too. Mm. Right? Oh, he man. had his eyes on her, right? Oh man. So I say, that guy that like her. I said, but I ain't even worrying about him. <laughs> right? I said, I'm not even worrying about him. Yeah. Right? So when the night came, he said, I got something for you. So this thought, this guy that liked her was sticking real close to my buddy. Mm. <laughs> he was close to him. Mm. I said, what's wrong with him, man? Ain't other time he be gone. <laughs> what do you think you got something for me? <laughs> I mean, he stayed there till we actually closed the shop. Everybody was gone. Nobody but me and my pastor friend was sitting in the yard. And he said, I said, well, it's time for me to go now. So when he slipped me the piece of paper, Oh man, yeah, I couldn't wait. Well, I got that piece of paper. I dialed before I got in my car. Yeah, he before, went to the paper yeah. real quick. I dialed. Like, of course. I said, "What are you doing?" I said, uh, "My friend gave me your number." I said, uh, "What are you doing?" She said, "Oh, I'm just sitting here." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Um." Mm. I said, "That's nice." I said, uh, "I just thank God, you know, He gave me a number." I said, uh, "I just want to talk to you." That's and good. so me and her started conversating, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we started going to <clears throat> the restaurants and start taking us little rides and stuff, you know, and stuff. And uh, that's how our relationship came together. And me and her already, already had said, I say, you pray and see as God got me for you. Yeah. And I'm going to pray and ask God is you for me. That's, that's because good. one thing we ain't going to do. We ain't going to live in the fornication. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to either do it right or we're not going to do we're it. We're not going to do yeah. it at all. Like that. And so she said, you right. Now, in the process of me and her communicating and calling ourselves dating, 
we had some rough edges. We, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. we rubbed a little Yeah, yeah. We rubbed yeah. a little I said, oh, no, you just going about your business. And she said, no, you just going about your business. I, I don't want to be caught up with a pastor. And this, uh, I don't want to be caught up with you. No, no. We went through the little motions. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I had to fine tune us, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So after all that, you know, God made it good. And so, good. you know, we're getting ready to celebrate uh, the 15th of this month, ninth. our ninth, wow, our man. ninth. Congratulations. Yeah, ninth year of being married. Wow, that's awesome. Unified man, as man. one. That's wow. awesome. And so I just thank God because, like I say, you're a beautiful individual. You're a beautiful being. You you, you came from me. You're my ribs. I'm not Adam. And you're not Eve, but you came from me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's how it you know, That was smooth. Yeah, yeah, okay. We've been selling. We've been selling real good in ministry and everything, you know. She came from a different, well, it's a different, it's the same ministry because it's, mm-hmm. it's holiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's apostolic. We apostolic. So we came from the same background. But just like I tell them, I don't have a religious. I have a way of living. Mm-hmm. And that living holy. Mm-hmm. Treating people right, doing good. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Reaching out to people. It's not about religious. It's about living right. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. what it's all yes. about. Yes. If I, if. I could sum it up that you said it perfectly. Yeah. You said it perfectly. So my question is, what got you to that point? Like, where, how did you, how did you, where were you before and how did you find, how did you find God in that sense? Like. You asking me or you asking no, me? No, you, you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She told me her story. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, where, how, where did you, where did you start and how did you end up finding God in order to get you to where you were at? Okay. How long do I have? Oh. Floors we, we can do part okay. one and part two yeah, if you want. Okay. <laughs> Number one, I want to go all the way back. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I was one of the best running backs in Southwest Florida here in Fort Miles. Okay. I went to the school, North Fort Miles Senior High. Mm-hmm. Anybody watch this, this broadcast or the uh, podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, anybody watch it, they know that on that scurry, he, he, he giving it to I was one of the best running backs here. I was a freshman in high school, and I had already had three scholarships to play college football. Uh, I, I was one of the best running backs. Up to my, I was like unstoppable. And I can I can name a few few more guys come from freshman to varsity with me. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And uh, I got out there, and what happened was that I was so good that I got the big head. And so when I got the big head, somebody introduced me to a little marijuana. And I started smoking marijuana. Mm -hmm. And so in the process of starting smoking marijuana, marijuana lead to another step. And then that step lead to another step. Till I start snorting cocaine. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now I'm I'm, I'm forgetting about school. I'm focused on street. On street, right. I'm looking at all the jewelry. I'm looking at all the... Nice girls. I'm looking at all the nice cars. I'm looking at the materialistic thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm. 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 I'm captivated over. I can't wait to get out my mama house. house. I'm, and so the coach used to come and say, they call my nickname is Blue. This he said, why are Blue missing practice? He used to come up on the avenue, this what we call the streets. <laughs> And get me off the street and take me to practice. Tell, oh, wow. tell them the name of the, the, the avenue. Anderson Avenue. 
they call it they call it AAU. Anna Anderson Avenue University. University. Oh That's God. the best college you could ever go to. AAU Anderson Avenue University. That's different. Oh man. I'm telling you. And so I started there and I messed and I messed around while I was in high school at 16 years of age. I ended up getting gunned down on the street with a sheet thrown on me, pronounced dead. At 16 years of age, I was, I was in the ninth grade. Wait, wait, you died? Yes. Yes. With a oh sheet thrown over me, God. laying on the street, amen, and pronounced dead. And it wasn't nothing but the grace of God, of God Yahweh, whatever name you give, it was by the grace of him. That I'm I'm sitting here today talking to you, you wow, guys. That's crazy. Yes, 16 years of age. Now you figure I stopped there, right? Yeah. But when them guys shot me down, I got cold. I got cold hearted. Mm -hmm. That anybody saying a thing or doing a thing to me, I'm not gonna lay on the ground anymore. That's right. That's they gonna lay on the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had got cold hearted, just like the Bible said, men the love of men are gonna wax cold. I had got cold. Then I got in that street life, I started robbing. I started shooting guys. You know, I started taking mm -hmm. guys in bushes and beating them, mm -hmm. taking them back on the street and yeah. throwing them out in front of the club. Let a guy know that if you cross me, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. And I end up, five years later, my brothers, five years later, I end up in the Lee County Jail, 1984, for murder and our robbery. And they was trying to give me the death penalty. Damn. Yes, I was 22. I was 22 years of age then, five years later. I was 21, but I turned 22. Mm -hmm. Five years later, 16 got gunned down, 22 on for the face the death penalty. But the grand jury said they didn't have enough evidence, evidence. to give me that. The, the, get the conviction, right. Right, the conviction. So they dropped it down. When they dropped it down, I went to court and said, Scurry, you're facing life in prison. I went to court, and when I went to court, they found me guilty. I wasn't to the store. I didn't have a gun. Only thing the dude I see the dude running down the street, I picked him up. I said, what have you done? He said, I robbed the store. I said, well, that's your business. But I had his car. Damn. You see what I'm saying? I said, well, time. that's your business. So I got in the car. When I got to my destination, mm -hmm. he was going to pull out. I told him, I said, no. I said, you want to get high? He said, yeah. So I said, come on, man. I said, uh, I got cocaine, weed, money. I got everything. Only thing, we're going to go to a bootlegger, and we're going to get some beer. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. And so we came back to the house. We sat down in the Florida area. Mm -hmm. So we sitting there and we just snoring. We just snoring. We just drinking. And you know back then on on the on the TV at twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock, that, that thing'll come on that little radar thing and it just be going around yeah, and around, right. and, around. <laughs> and we sitting there like we watching a movie just laughing <laughs> and carrying on. Like 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 we watching. It's like you're on shrooms. Yeah. 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 It's like, like we watching a real episode. Right, you know? it's, getting, it's getting to the climax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's about oh, to man, do it. Was zoned in, He's about to do yeah. it. 
Yeah, so we sitting there, we just laughing, and we, I'm talking about we just laughing, <laughs> and we just stutter snoring, and, and the thing just going round, round and round. <laughs> and, and, and so after a while, he jumped up and started hollering. <gasps> so I jumped up and looked, I said, hey man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Touchdown. Hey man, what's wrong with you? He said, I shot a man. I shot a man. I said, well, well, he said, that's dope. I said, you got to get out of here, bro. Yep. Bro, you, got yep. Go. you got to go. You got to go. He said, oh, I can't drive. I'm nervous. Can you can you drive me to my girlfriend? Uh, girlfriend. I wasn't thinking I was on that dope. I drove into his girlfriend's house. We walked into the door, in her door. She said, Blue, what happened? I said, this dude said he no shot somebody. She said, what? She said, let me talk to him. So they went in the room. I sat on the on the little chair, and I fell asleep. I, I was dead out when they came out. Mm. I know passed out. Mm-hmm. So they woke me up. She said, I'm not taking you on. He's going to have to take you back. So I took, we went back. But make a long story short, we went back to the house, to my house. Mm-hmm. And there, understand, the girl went to her neighbors and asked her neighbors, should she call the police on him? She, the, lady, the neighbor told her, say, well, go and call and see if they investigate a shooting. And so she did, and she hung up. So now they're trying to trace, the trace, trace, the line. trace right? It's easy now, but. Right, yeah. but he was on his way back to the house, to her house, mm-hmm. right? So she went to another neighbor. Other neighbor said, well, you better tell. They're going to get you for harvesting a fugitive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she waited till he went to sleep, and she called the police and told him that he was on her floor. They came and got him. So he came downtown, and they had got me from from coming from my mom's house. They got me, so I'm just sitting up in there. I know I ain't did nothing, yeah, so I ain't, right. I'm not even worrying. Yeah, right. So they had him on the other side. You could see in, but you can't see out. He see me, but I can't see him. So they got him, uh, the ex, and his girlfriend, and another girl. They on the other side looking at me. So I'm sitting, and so the man said, Mr. Scary. Uh, he's on the other side of that wonder, and he said, "You blue." I said, "Yeah, I told you, I'm blue. I'm blue. I don't got nothing to do with no murder, no robbery, right. man. Right. So why, why I'm here? Right. Y'all either handcuff me, take me to jail, or y'all let me go. Right. Simple, <clears throat> like that. So they say, "Well, you under arrest." I said, "For what? Murder, no robbery. We don't believe he did it, Scary. We believe you did it." What? That's what the police told me. Yo. That's how it works. The police told me because I, I guess because of my criminal background, background wow. and activities, it would be easier. Violent. Right. They right. looking at my criminal mm-hmm. shooting and all that. Wow. So they feel like this man, an alcoholic, he, he's not capable. Of that. That's something you'll do. Damn. So they cuffed me, took me to jail. I went to court. They found me guilty. Right. I said, wow. They found me guilty. So now it's sentencing time. I went for sentencing. They gave me life on robbery. They gave me life with a mandatory 25 years on the murder. So all together, when I walked out the courtroom, I walked out the courtroom back to my cell with three life sentences. 
And I was only 23 at this time, man, because they kept me in the jail two years. That's crazy. So I was 23 years old with three life sentences headed to the, the, the worstest prison in the state of Florida, Rayford. Rayford. And, Rock, and the Rock, each unit. Okay? So I got inside of the prison system. Now, you ask me the question, <clears throat> what caused you to change? First, I accepted it in the county jail, but I was still fighting. I was still cussing. I was still doing my thing mm -hmm. because my masculinity. Right. Ain't nobody taking that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I, I want to serve God. I want to do the right thing. But now I'm being stereotyped that this place I'm going to, you got to put down. Mm -hmm. So I noticed the life I live on the street, but I'm tired of this life. I want to change. Mm -hmm. But I guess they were saying it's the wrong time to change now, Scary, because you're going to have to stand up now. Right. So I, I, I accepted the Lord inside of the county jail. I went to prison. I started doing all kind of crazy stuff in prison. I mean, I preach in the daytime, sell weed at night. <laughs> <laughs> he had half foot in the door, half foot out. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you, Lord. Yeah. Just give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta make this sale. Let me finish. I got to make this sale. I'm coming to you, Lord. <laughs> See, that's why I be telling these guys they can't trick me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't bend them. Mm -hmm. See, I used to preach in the daytime. And that night, I used to sell all the weed yeah. on the pound. And so the guy said, Scary, Blue, man, you ain't nothing but a bootleg preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know I'm a novice. I, I didn't know nothing about this type of life. I'm a novice. So you got you crying. Yeah. So you ain't nothing but a bootleg preacher. That's all you is. You preach in the daytime, and that night, I said, well, I ain't smoking it. Right. right. <laughs> hey, how I'm doing wrong? I'm just distributing. I'm, I'm keeping the temple yeah. open. Yeah. 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 I ain't smoking. It's God's so, natural herb. <laughs> so so one day, one of my best friends, right now, Bishop, Bishop Bernard Pratt, uh, he was in there. He said, uh, come go to church with me Sunday. I meant Saturday, because they had a church service on Saturday. They call it the upper room. Okay. In the chapel. I said, man, I don't want to go up there playing, man. God, dog, man. I said, I said, no, man. I he said, man, Blue, come on, man. Just go this one time. I went up there. And that man was preaching. Something rose up inside of me, man. I went up in that man's face. And I told that man, I said, listen, you ain't going to be preaching like that up in here. I'm talking about, like I offered him. Oh, you just want to attack this guy, right? Let's go. That was them demons. They had raised, rose wow. up in me. And when I rose up, that man looked me right in the face. And he took that hand like this here. Like a big old claw. That's all I seen. And I was laying on the floor. Shaq's hand. I was laying on the floor. I don't know what I was saying. But I was laying got on you the speaking tongues. Yeah, man. I was laying on the floor. Why am I looking at the ceiling? Yeah. And all kind yeah. of junk coming out the side of my mouth and everything, and everything. I, I'm saying, but when I got up from that moment there, it was like I was different. I was never the same. I was never the same. And so we went through Rayford. We went, we went through these places, just just witnessing, telling people that God could change you. God could do this and God could do that. Because I knew that I was changed then. I didn't have that mentality to want to fight like I used to it. And sell weed. I went home and dumped. I went back to my dormitory and dumped everything. Everything. Just dumped everything. It's like I, I didn't want to see it like it was nasty to mm -hmm. me. But see, I, 
I, like I said, I was stereotyped because they said, oh, you young, oh, man, y'all young goose, when y'all mm-hmm. get off the bus, mm-hmm. y'all the guys that they rape and this and that. Mm-hmm. And so and so the guy said, yeah, man, all they do with these Bibles, they hide behind the Bible. I said, well, I ain't the one hiding behind no Bible. <laughs> so I had to make an example. Gotcha. And so when I made the example, then everybody said, man, Fort Miles ain't nothing to be played with, man. Yes, Don't mess sir. with them Fort Miles yes, boys. Sir. And so that's how I end up coming to the Lord. And I've been I've been walking with the Lord for 41 years. That's what's up. Ever since 23 years old. Yeah, and I've been I, I've been preaching 38 years. 38 years yeah, I've been preaching. 30. 38 years I've been preaching. God called me three years later after all that. And I've been preaching ever since. I've been running ever since. Tell them how long. I stayed in prison 14 years, 14 solid years on a, on a case that I didn't do. That you didn't do. I didn't do. So know? ultimately, how'd you end up coming back out like you made? Oh, on the 14 years, well, the sentence, they had me locked down. I was never supposed to get out of prison. Right now, I'm supposed to be still Three in prison right, right now. Yeah. Right. What happened was when we was in trial, uh, that this, our, our, my attorney asked them to give me, give the uh, course uh, instruction on less occluded offense and instruct, yeah, less occluded offense, mm-hmm. right? They refused, they reject everything my attorney put in. So when it came for my re- rehearing, when we filed for a motion, amen, for overturn of the case, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned my case. Said they violated my constitutional right. Wow, I see that. That's and they brought me back. They brought me back on the on the on the same case, and they immediately released me. And so I had a lawsuit, and I had this, <laughs> I had this old joker out of uh, out of Fort Pierce, Florida. He was going with my niece. He was attorney. He was a good guy because he had just beat the same type of case that I. He just that had he, right. Yeah. For five hundred and some odd thousand dollars, so he was a good guy, but when him and my niece had got in a little quarrel, and they separated, then he didn't tell us. Right then, he waited two years later to say, "Well, y'all got to get you another." And my inspiration date was over. <clears throat> I had him in my hand. The man, oh, wow. a white attorney, told me he was a uh, he was a criminal, but I'm civil. Civil. Yeah. Right. So he said, "Scurry, if you don't have nobody to put your papers in the courts." Come back to me and I'll put you something in the court. Then your case can stay alive. And and, and and this dude held my case all the way up to two years. Never Two submitted. years submitted nothing. Every time we called him, he said that uh, he That's was grimy. doing something. Yeah. Right? So what happened was me and Eric Young, brother Eric Young, we, we, went, we, we went to uh, Lakeland. We had met this brother in church. His brother was the attorney. He said, come to Lakeland, bring your paper. We thought we were still alive. Right. So we, we take off the weekend, we go to Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And we put his, we put our papers on his desk. And so he said, man, he said, man, y'all got an awesome case. He said, y'all ain't going to never have to work no more. Never. I said, what? He said, man, you know what all the stuff you go file, your children, your wife, uh, stress, you know. 14 years after Oh, you man, what? Yes. Right. So he went to name it off. So I said, oh. I got happy. I sat on up a little more. <laughs> I ain't gonna never have to work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, God, you making this thing, you know, happen. Yeah. And he came back, my brothers, 
And he sucked those papers and slammed them down on the desk. And he shook his head, looked at me and Eric. He said, man, this guy don't mess y'all up. Don't y'all know today was y'all last day to have filed something in the court? And that was on the weekend. Damn. <laughs> and, he, and he went off. He went off. He said, that's it. Ain't nothing I could do. Yeah. He said, the only way you get some money out of this case now, uh, Mr. Scurry and Mr. Young, he said, you're going to have to sue the attorney. Oh, yeah. He said, you're going to have to sue that attorney. Wow. Insufficient system of counsel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I say, you know what? I say, I don't want to sue the brother. I say, Lord, if it were meant for me it to be a million dollars, you know, you'd have made it happen. Mm -hmm. I say, I don't want to sue him. He say, but he had cussed. The attorney. <laughs> he had cursed. <laughs> you know, he had cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was saying, like, I was a fool not to. You know, you don't spend all this time in prison. This is your reward. You should get something out of it. So I just, I just let it go. And so, from that point on, that's, that's how I've been living, wow. by faith. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I don't look for no gimmicks. And I tell people all the time, it's not predicated on what God could give us. Mm -hmm. Right. It's predicated on we love God, right. not for what He could give us. Or we could fly, or we could spend money, or we go buy new cars, mm -hmm. stay at night. That's that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about loving Him, and He loving us back. That's what it's all about. And so that's how we live. Do you think you'd be different if you had the money, or you think you'd be the same person you are today? Well, the Bible said the love of money, the love of money, is the root of all evil. If you love it, it could change you. Mm -hmm. But see, I'm gonna give it anyway. I, I, my wife would tell you. He wouldn't have a dime. I would. Yeah. As long as you open a homeless shelter for people to help. Yeah. Out, that'd be. And see, that was my goal. You wanted to do good. With see, that was my goal in my in my first marriage. Mm -hmm. I had owned the whole block. Mm -hmm. Owned the daycare. We owned the daycare with nine or three children. We was grossing like seventy thousand dollars a month. Oh wow. We owned the whole block apartments. We had a restaurant, we had a clothing business, we had a lawn service. We had four businesses doing great. You see what I'm saying? So that was our goal, you yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Yeah. But sometimes you get on the mountaintop and you look out over there, you want it all. Yeah, you want so, it. you know, God know what he's doing because we still going up the mountain. Mm -hmm. Me and her, we still going up the mountain to get on the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. But we, we just letting God and we keeping, we staying humble, we loving on one another. Respecting one another, understanding, because understanding is the best thing. Yeah. That communication with understanding is the best thing. And so that's what we got to start realizing, understanding. Know your mate, her likes and dislikes, mm -hmm. that you won't cross that line. And things will roll smoothly. That's true. Yes. That's facts. Huh? That's what's wow. Um, wow. Wow. What I would, what, uh, a question I have for you is, um, and if you don't want to speak on it, then we don't have to. But when you, when you, they pronounced you dead, um, after they brought you back, what, what happened that didn't make you want to change after you died? Because I know some people after they die and they come back and they they get a second chance at life, they they try to step away from all the negativity or the bad. But for you, you you said you continued it to you at like twenty two. Yeah. So what what made you want to continue to live that lifestyle even after? Because I wanted revenge. Right. Ah. When right. I came when I came back, see, 
experience that I had when I was laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> I didn't I didn't know I was there. It was the surroundings. Like my mom and all of them. Mm-hmm. Say how long they let me lay on the street with the sheet over me. Mm-hmm. I lost another son. But what I'm saying that when I came back by the power of God is that I want revenge. That's that's what all in my mind. Revenge. Revenge because they, my mom said when I start coming back through, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, they come to look to say look at the body and say it's dead. But they come back there, I'm talking to the detective. <laughs> when they don't pronounce me dead. Wow. And so only thing I was saying, I'm all out of my mind. I'm on the telling the detective, I know who them I know yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I know them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill. That's all I kept repeat, rehearsing repeat, and yeah. repeating. Yeah. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill him. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So when I came through, that's what it was about. It was about revenge. So now I I know build up not only revenge, but I know build like a little hate and a little mm-hmm. bitter, you know, inside of me for humanity. Right. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. For humanity, if you get out of line, I'm not taking the chance. That's true. Because you don't. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was just a little boy. Right. Right. And and, and I, I I I own my own first my own, my first pistol I own was a 22. <laughs> they call a Saturday night special. <laughs> you know, I own my first yeah. little 22, and I used to take it to the bus stop and hide it up under the tree till I get off the bus. Oh wow. Okay. And then I put my pistol on me. There you go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That that's what that what happened. I, I didn't stop. Wow. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow, wow, wow. So like <laughs> now, like even today, because uh, you say you used to travel and and preach. Is that is that something you still uh, partake in today? Like yeah, that's what me and I do now. You know, uh, we travel all around. We you know we take vacations too. Okay. But the majority of our life is consists of ministry. ministry. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We do street ministry. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we go we go in the streets. We feed the homeless. Um, we are, uh, like they're trying to get me on the radio now in Fort Miles. Oh, one, of my, one of my friends That's on awesome. the radio now named Apostle Thomas. Uh, the Dunbar community, uh, Dunbar community. I can't remember the name. Yeah, but they're on the air. Mm-hmm. And so they're really trying to get men to come on the air you know, you know, and um, be a part, oh, yeah. like you all, mm-hmm. right? And so we do that, and we we travel different places. We 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 uh, communicate with different ministries, different pastors. We don't care whether you're white, black, green, or yellow. Mm-hmm. It don't matter to us, Amen. Because we don't look at a color barren. Because if you bleed just like I bleed, mm-hmm. we just a different color. You know what I'm saying? You know, the greatest thing we try to portray. In our life is love. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We want to. We want the love of God. I don't want you to see me. I want you to see the love of God in me. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying, and and my wife would tell you, I can most befriend anybody, mm-hmm. the meanest person. That you can put me among the meanest person. When you get back, you say, "No, nah, I don't believe blue." I don't know who that is. No, no, no. Amen. And my wife, my wife say, "Well." How 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 do you, you know, when people just do you wrong, Scurry, how do you still go back right. and help these people? And you still, you know, you still inject into these people. How, how? 
she said, I believe the, the older you get, the more compassionate and soft God making you your heart with for age, people with age. With age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because my wife said, it, it, it would be me scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing this. They bite me one time. That's it. I'm hearing it. And like, bro, my chest getting tight. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, just like that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Ooh, he has different. reached out and like literally giving people money and not a little bit of money. And they tell him, well, Pastor, I'm going to pay you back when such and such. And Pastor, I'm going to do this. Then he has taken people in and helped them. Wow. And more than more than many different ways, and they stab him in the back. They they do, and I know the one guy. He really really hurt him. Mm-hmm. I literally felt his hurt for months, and I'm like. But he still goes that's, back. But he yeah. still. How do you continue to find that trust yeah, in people? How do you still? I'm like, how do you do wow. this? Hope in humanity. That's amazing. Man. That's I, I, I really can't. Ex- I really can't explain. That's it. amazing. It's a feeling. It's a yeah. feeling of vibe or yeah. Yeah. Call it. That's amazing. Yeah. They come in there, sit down in there, talk. Bishop scary. That's Bishop scary. And just let my heart just go out. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, like this one guy, uh, my wife them. They say, why are you, he going to bite you again, mm-hmm. Scurry. He don't bit you twice. Mm-hmm. He going to bite you again. Yeah, the him. whole church, pastor, man, why? Come in, uh, accept the man. Ow. <laughs> bite you again. Yeah. Bite me again. Oh, man. Me? Um, nope. 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 <laughs> nope. She got a good insight. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. Good discernment. She got that good for yeah. right? She could. And a lot of times she don't bail me out. A lot of time I get ready to do something. She said, babe, listen. I said, then I said, man, she just being hard. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I take that road away that she's taking me down, yeah. I escape. You're good. Yeah, I you're escape. safe. Safe I passage. Escape. Yeah. And so, so a lot of times we don't want to listen because in the church world, they already holler by Eve. See, that's what got us in trouble now, the men. Oh Eve. Eve. <laughs> Eve didn't get us in trouble. Adam did. Adam did. Because God didn't give it to Eve. He gave it to Adam. So even though she ate whatever tree or whatever fruit or whatever orange or apple <laughs> or peach or whatever. Whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. he didn't have to eat it because mm-hmm. he didn't give it to her. He gave it to you. So if you would have stood... Then we could see another outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. But because you didn't stand as the man, right. this is what we got to go through. And, and so don't holler by Eve. See, that's what get me with the church world. Ah, uh, Eve, 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 Eve. Pick and choose. Eve, <laughs> Eve, Eve don't ruin it all. Yeah. I'm just like, bro, but you said okay too. Yes. Yeah. You said let me take a bite too. Yeah. Yes. So we can be on the same level. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's wild. That's wild, man. <laughs> that's wild. But yeah. it's like one thing that I've usually, and I believe we talked about this last time, Trishon, too, too, where it was just like, uh, we live in a world where it's hard to find like someone who has a genuine relationship with God and, and not someone who's using it to manipulate or make money or something like that. Yep. And it's like... Mega churches. Like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they know. That'd be wild. Yes, they know. Man. That'd be wild. Private jets and yeah, it's all like, that stuff like that. It's like, where's this coming from? And, yeah. You know, and there was what was it? A couple weeks ago, it was on. I think it was on TikTok, uh, where it was a, a, a pastor who was 
admonishing his congregation because they weren't funding you know his his lifestyle and stuff like that you know and he and he used the 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 phrase or oh, the reason why I'm able to do this is because you know I'm able to extend the glory God has given me oh really you know is by you donating and paying to the oh it's like absolving God, it's like no absolving way. warriors of their sin and then telling right. them you can go to war you're not gonna burn because it's like now we live in such a where everything is just internet and like Money. Every n- n- everything online is not what you see it Mm-mm. as yet. For real. And even now, where it's like some people will pick up this persona that you know um, they're this uh, 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 God worshiping, God fearing person, and they'll give out information and spread this you know foul information. They'll be deceitful. They'll deceitful yeah. just mm-hmm. to make money and manipulate people and stuff like that so they pick and choose when to use god instead right, of, right. You, like you'll have genuine believers and then you'll have the people that pick and choose when they want to uh, yeah. throw god in your face right right and my question is like how do you find a balance between like doing that you know because at the end of the day you still have to make money right you see what i'm saying how do you find the the balance in that where money isn't the priority because you still want to deliver the message but you still need to you know Bring in some type of money, something like that. Oh, oh, either or. Yeah, yeah either or. Anyone, anyone, anyone. The the for one, I'm gonna say this. He doesn't accept. He doesn't have a salary from church. He don't get paid. Okay. From church. Wow. Um, the tithes, the offering, strictly goes to ministry. Okay. He doesn't get like most people or some pastors get sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah, none of that. Yes. I, it would be nice. It yeah. would be yeah. nice, but and they'll travel and more. Yeah, and more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some get you know a hundred thousand, you know, but he doesn't. We make our own money. Mm-hmm. We work. We make our money that way, and we still pay tithes. Right. Right. And we get still give offerings. Yes. So we make money, and we still give back to the ministry. To the ministry. That's fine. That's yeah. awesome. So that's awesome. We don't do anything for money. Right. Um, we when we have our fundraisers and stuff like that, it's all for ministry. Mm-hmm. All for ministry. All for ministry. Everything, every dollar that comes into ministry, it goes back into the ministry. I got you. For awesome. repairs, for if someone needs something, um, we have like he usually does street services and. Cooks and just give food just away. Because oh, that's, pe- that, that's all. People will listen when you give them food. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. People you feel my stomach? Yes. My ears, bro. Yes. Wide open. My ears wide you open, feeding bro. Me that? Yes. I'll listen to anything you gotta yes. say, bro. I'll listen. Yeah. To Put a plate right in front, bro. Yeah. Just cook out table right there on your yes, lap, bro. Yeah. I'll listen. Yes, sir. I'll listen for no, sure. But, but I agree because there's a lot of organizations, especially companies that try to portray themselves as doing something good. Um, like United Way, they'll say, "Oh, the associates need to donate a certain oh, amount to United Way." Yes. But come to find out, um, they only give twenty five percent to United Way, and then the company keeps the seventy five percent. That's. Oh, nuts. you didn't know that? No. That's nuts. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> That's. That's nuts. why I only give a dollar. <laughs> 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 that's, wow. that's why I give 
Yep, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Yep, that's yeah, what that's just, what happens. And it's you like just enlightened me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I, I learn something new every day, especially in the position that I'm at. And there's a lot of grimy stuff that goes on um, when you get into the higher up. But yeah, yeah. That's that when you learn it, a lot, it, it doesn't make any sense to do certain things because they're not pro- they're not benefiting anybody else. They're just um, profiting for mm-hmm. themselves because mm-hmm. when they say um, when they bring that plaque in that says they've donated this much amount to United Way, if you do the math, it's not that's not what the amount should be. So mm. it's like if you're doing this for charity, why aren't they getting one hundred percent of the proceeds? Right. But again So that's why those customers are saying no, because I don't know where the money is really going. Really going. Yeah. And I'll look at them like School Well I supplies. just told you. Yeah. I just told you where it's going. They was the the one guy he was like, No, you you yeah, you told me but we don't know that that money, all of this money is going to this yeah. charity. Yeah. So. Well, because um, when I started working um, in the early 2000s, we used to, um, like back to schools, we used to actually create the bags, put the books, all that stuff like that. The company would come pick it up. Now it's, you scan a barcode. Yeah. Uh, now how then, do you know it's actually going Yeah, to how do we even know the bags even being being made or something? Right. Like when we did the, the yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. bags or we did the back to school bags or we did the Christmas bags. Wow. We would literally have a, a watermelon dump bin. Every bag we sold, we put it in there. Right. Or give it to the customer so they can put it in there. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the week, they'd come and pick it up, put it in the back of their trucks, vans, whatever, take it to the kids. Now it's you scan a barcode. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wild, yeah, it is. Sadly, that that type of stuff right there gives a bad name to the church world, the ones who are really, really. Yeah, that they don't just use God as yes. a as a front to do what they need to do. Yes, because people will take the Bible and take scriptures out of and, context and use it for their gain. Their gain. And right. they and they know that you say God. God, you say God is going to do this. If you don't do this, then God is going to be mad or God is going to take stuff away from you. Mm-hmm. Then automatically they know that, okay, I I can make you do whatever I want you to do because I just threw God in there. Yep. And I just gave you a scripture. Mm-hmm. And it comes directly from the Bible. Well, that's an act of evil also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you use the Bible. To manipulate. To manipulate. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've seen that because in like a previous uh, episode I talked about how I was involved in like a MLM, you know, pyramid scheme and stuff, and we ended up going to a conference out in Orlando, and it was like a huge conference. A lot of multi-millionaires came out, you know, were speaking and stuff, crying. They were crying, sep- yeah, their telling stories, telling their yeah. stories and stuff. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and they're like, "Yeah, God gave me this success," and he wanted you here to so he could extend this success to you. And I'm like, I'm looking at all these people here. And I'm like, none of them look like they could afford to pay next month's rent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of these people, like, they're they're taking these membership fees every single month from these people. Right. And it's like, the, the goal is to, if you want to make money, you have to have X amount of people un, under you. They make money and you earn their commission. And then it goes all the way up to the top. So whatever you earn, a percentage is cut from that. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and it was just like, it was just so weird to me. Where it's like, I see this and I see how it's negatively impacting me. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing everything right. You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm losing money. Like, I'm being made to 
you know, uh, uh, buy uh, executive packages to have one-on-one meetings with these motivational speakers, join the exclusive club, you know what I'm saying? Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. And and he said, and and his his boy boy that we were interviewing, Brad, said this is the, the first thing that they messed up on is they led with money. They're telling you how much they made and all that stuff like that. So that's how you already knew it was a pyramid scheme, <laughs> because they led yeah. with the millions. It was money had. and God, because they they brought, uh, like I don't think not a single person up there was like a preacher or a pastor. Right? Oh goodness! It was just a bunch of business guru uh, uh, guys just like talking about eighty million dollar jets because God wanted them to have hmm. it. <laughs> Or, <laughs> in that case, we all would have. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. And, and that was the question I had. Like, I looked around, and this this uh, arena is packed with, like, I'd probably say no more than 1,200 people. And I'm like, so you're telling me everyone here is about to be up on stage in the next yeah. 5, 10, 10 years. 10% of them will, but 90% will fail. That was wild. That's the reality of it. It was wild. Yeah. Wow. It was wild, mm-hmm. yeah. And most of it is through... And, and the way they, they did it, it was like they legitimized it with the front of, okay, we sell securities and insurance. But the business model was bring two or three people under mm-hmm. you. They'll sell yeah. whatever they make. You get that commission. Yep. And the more people you have under you, the less you have yep. to work. Yep. That's true. Yeah, you know, sounds, sounds like Primerica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know been in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Sounds like what? America. What's that? Uh, there was one. It's similar. It was a uh, Trans America. Okay. Yeah, there was one. Yeah, it was, it was like Trans America. They were stationed out in I think L.A. They're the ones with the the little triangle building. Yeah. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. And they had people and and branches all the way out. There's actually one on uh Metro Parkway. Mm-hmm. There's actually one on wow. Metro Parkway. Yeah. Schemers. Yeah. yeah. It was it was real sketch. Yeah. So it was I'm real glad sketch. that we're not that type of Oh, no. no, that's good. It's hard to find humble people that actually want good intentions for a lot of people. Like there isn't an ulterior motive. Exactly. Like yeah. behind it. Yeah. But see, uh, the Bible say, bring your tithes and offer to the storehouse that we may have meat in it. Other words, have bread. So the tithes and the offering is not for the pastor. It's for the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. If the house is lacking, amen, we can go to the storehouse it's not for the pastor to go buy him a new jet, a new car, exactly. or buy him a mansion. You know what I'm saying? Buy him all type of fine mm-hmm. suits. Now, if you want to put him on, on a salary, that's, that's you. But right. we're talking about the word. Mm-hmm. You see, your concern should be about lost souls. If you take care of God's business, God will take care take of your care business. Your business. Yes, sir. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But you want to take care of your business and God business. Mm-hmm. You want to take God business and make it your, make business. It your business. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what the tithes and the offering is supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be about the body, the peoples, not about you. And so me, myself, I have a problem. I have a problem with that. You see what I'm saying? I have a problem with uh, you, you, you raking in all this money. But you got the local churches right in your community that need some help. They need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That need some struggling, need some yeah. reconstruction. Yeah. You know, need need renovation. But you'll take them X amount of dollars that you get and you'll go way to Africa. And go build a and go build a water yeah. supply, yeah. a school, yeah. 
on all these types of things when you got an academic right in your back right door. In your back yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with that. Because yeah. you're looking in the wrong direction. Yeah, we got people starving right inside the U.S. Yeah. But you go over there, across the water. We got to help ourselves first. Yes. How can else. I help you when I can't even help, help myself? myself? Right. So why take God money? And, and that's why I'm very, I'm, I'm very discreet about giving. Yeah. So they to my soul I see. See, I don't judge man from the out of pupil of a man. I try to deal with his spirit. You see what I'm saying? Deal with a man's spirit. Yeah. His motives. See, your motives might not be right. When I see all these evangelists, on the TV evangelists, and all these big so-called mm -hmm. people's on TV mm -hmm. that everybody respect, but I guarantee you right now, if we sit down and we compose a letter to them, I bet we won't get nailed down. No. We could tell them our oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, no. And no, they sit right. on right. millions. Right. They sit on millions. And we could tell them our situations or what we going through. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, before we get that money, it'll go cross seas. Yeah. yeah. You oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? And oh, I have yeah. a problem with that. Oh, yeah. So I ask God, I, don't let this type of heart be inside of me because I want to care for the people. I, I don't care if I have to catch the street bus. As long as I do your will. See, I know you're going to make sure. See, one thing about the Creator, whether you want to call him Yahweh, Yahshua, Jehovah, Allah, Allah yeah. El Shaddai, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. One thing about him, he make provision for his people. All through the Bible, you can see it. You go to the Quran. I had a Quran. You go through the Quran. All through, you see God making provision for his people. Now, if I make provision for you, and you say you're going to be like me, then guess what I want you to do? I want you to make provision for the people. For people. See, but we greedy. See, man, greedy. Yeah. And that's what you have to watch in ministry. If God begin to open doors and you become a millionaire, like, you, like I like the question you asked me. No, you asked me. Mm. I like the question you asked me. You said, if you'd have got millions, would that have turned your heart? Mm -hmm. See, some people want millions, can't even handle a thousand dollars. They'll turn from God when they get a thousand. They'll stop coming to church. That, yeah. They'll stop coming to prayer. They're yeah. different. Yeah. They, they're different. Yeah. They, they're like they're on the top of the world. Like, a thousand, a hundred grand to them. Yes. It's, like, it's going to finish in yes. two days. Not and that, even two. Yeah. And, and that's just like I was telling them in our community. I say, they got all the big churches in our community. Who got them? It ain't no black or white thing. Mm -hmm. But just, just look at the mentality of the people. Mm -hmm. See, we get a, a little church, whole 200 or 300 people. We think we're sitting on top of the world. The world right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, can I use your church to do it for, oh, I got to pay you six, seven hundred dollars. Where they do that at? What? Yeah. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. More than that. That's crazy. Yeah, can we use your church? Yeah. Pay us. Yes. So now it's not about yeah. God, it's about money. Right. Bingo. Right. Yep. That's the problem. Right. Where they do that at? That's the problem. Because, Where they do that? Because uh, when you look at those mega churches, the, these guys can be living in a 3-2 on a half acre, a quarter acre, but they choose to buy mansions and then the cars that they drive. And on top of that, the they got these 
a hundred or two hundred inch screens or projectors. Yeah, it's like, my mind, that's crazy. Bro. And even <laughs> even I don't know what the name of that guy that's in the mega church, but remember when uh the one of the states got hit with a hurricane and he didn't want to open up his church to oh the people, to let the to let Joel the people Osteen. in. Joel. Oh, is that his name? Osteen. Yeah, he, big controversy, and he he was just trying to find yeah. excuses on why he didn't want to do that. Right. He didn't want no bums or poor yeah. people in this church, and like uh, you a god man? Yeah. Nah. Get out of here. Like, and their church came from a barn. His dad started in a barn. Wow. Yep. Started inside of a barn. Just like when you go to the feed store up here. Yeah. He started in one of them. Wow. That's why they always say when you when you when you get big or have status, don't don't forget your humble beginnings. Yeah. Don't forget where you came from because a lot of people do that. And we were having that conversation last night because my brother's like, would money change you? And I was and I told him, um, uh, I'm always going to be me. I've never been any different. I've never had money. And even if I did, um, I, I I don't see myself changing. And he said, he had, he rebuttaled with a great uh, question. He's like, well, how do you know that? Because you say that now, but what if you have money? I said, well, the only... Because it'll, it'll... Sorry. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But it'll afford you different, like, more access to things you never had. Exactly. True. That's true. Like, different things you've never seen. That's true. Like, exactly. it'll make you feel a lot more exclusive. And... Uh, it'll it'll try to isolate you from other people because mm-hmm. then you'll feel like that's what they want. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. yeah, you see what I'm saying? Because it's it's not a conscious decision. No. that Oh, I'm gonna be greedy with my money. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, some people can make that decision, but it's like a lot of people realize it's tough to handle money, uh, uh, especially once you when you have a lot of it. If you're not ready or Getting open, accounting. right? Getting <laughs> counting. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not open to the possibility that, you know, like my mindset may change or how I move may change. Yeah. Because yeah. you might go throughout the world with a open mind and be giving and stuff, but you don't know the person that's preying on sure. your downfall, that's person true. that's looking that's for true. you. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. It's like, it, it, it's like, how do you change? but for the better and not necessarily become someone who's closed off, who's really, you know, and I told him, have a plan. If you, if you, if money fell in your, if a million, if a a million dollars fell in your, in your bank account tomorrow morning, what are you going to do with it? Because a lot of people don't have plans. That's how come you hear, hear about a lot of millionaires that get rich and then go broke in three months because they don't have a plan or what they want to do with the uh, the money or an outlet that they can put it in or goals or uh, but that's what I'm saying. So, uh, what my mentor always told me was have a plan. If you if you get if you become rich tomorrow, know what you want to do with it. And I told him last night I said the goal is always to help people. Yeah, that's that's goals really are, always the goal is always to help people. Uh, to to help elevate uh, friends and family mm-hmm. and get them um, with us because again, I always take his his um, his, his saying if um, my friends aren't successful and family aren't successful, I'm not successful. Doesn't matter where I sit. So that's that's one thing I resonated when he when he talked about that. So that's why I told him, um, and I gave him the example of me being a manager and growing up and moving up in the company because uh, a lot of managers that gain that smidge of power and money, they change. They treat people like they're nothing yes. else. And I've been consistently the same since I started, since where I was at. And I said. My mom raised me. I've been humble my entire life. She taught us well. We are who we are. My personality won't change because of money. I've never had it. And even if I did, 
I'd continue giving. I say I go broke sometimes because I help people so much. <laughs> and then people try to pay me back, and I'm like, nope, yeah. I ain't taking it. You try to put it in my account, I'm denying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's, that's just me. So, um, yeah, money does change a lot of people. And, 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 and you're, you're actually one of the, the, the good pastors that are genuine and honest yeah, and actually goodness. put God first and not money. Lord. What got me was the... I'm gonna drop it after 15 years. Yeah, that that's that's hard. Yeah, that's, that's hard, hard because that's 14 I, 14 years you don't get that's, back. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's, 14 years. So that, no, honestly, I commend you. I wish I had that type of. He would be mad. He would be cussing wow. everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you, you this and that, and you don't took like, my life. One, because I'm thinking with my brain right now. You know, what I'm saying maybe in the future, but like. I'm just thinking that's 15 years. Yeah. yeah. I would have been bad. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's, that's amazing. You have to look at all of his young adult years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Yeah. Never yeah. can get it back. Yeah. All of the sleepless nights and yeah. oh, I'm like, that's true. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. All of the sleepless nights and you know, all of the, the, the trauma from just being in there. Mm-hmm. You can never get that back. Mm-hmm. And then you have to think about yeah. the psych- psychological part. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't change that. That's something you have to live, like, live with. Exactly. Only God can keep you in the right state of mind right. of all of the stuff. All of the stories he used to he tell, oh, my God. Wow. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I would have lost my mind. God, I'm going to have to put That's you on amazing. the back burner for about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, man. Yeah. That's a while. That is. And then, like I said, that's an amazing testimony. Um, do, do you ever feel like, because I think what ended up, because I used to have a really aggressive uh, personality mentality. Like, I had anger issues and stuff. But then, I don't know, something Really happened. bad. <laughs> Something happened to me where it was just like it just became really exhausting to be angry. Yeah, all the time. It is like more just you... like wasting energy. Like me, I get mad or more. I start sweating. I get tired. Like right now. Like, you know, <laughs> right. are you I'm angry? I'm mad for him, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why you're sweating. Uh, okay. Yeah, I told you my yeah. chest got tight. Cause I'm like, man. Bruh. Like I'm thinking about like everything, and I'm like. I don't know if I would have been able to let it go. Yeah. I, I would. I'm being honest. Yeah. I would. That's amazing. That's but amazing. You know what you, but you know, the, the amazing thing about it is that when you have a different mind setting than other people's, mm-hmm. it, it's a blessing. Yeah. Because when I was confounded in that prison, the guy that turned state on me, that did it, actually mm-hmm. did it, turned state on me, guess what they did? They flew that man to Gainesville, where I was, and put him in the cell with, with me. What? The guy that turned state on me. So what they wanted to do. It's called karma. What they wanted to do, they wanted me to kill him. You know why they wanted me to kill him? Because they didn't have nothing. They didn't have nothing. Ah. But because, you know, I, I know start elevating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And saw a sin that, oh, this is a trick. 
Right. They want me to do it's something to this guy. Yeah. Or, because I had one guy, I had one of my friends, because I was there before he even got there. Yeah. And so when I seen him get off the bus, I said, hey, man, I said, partner, I said, that's the dude right there turned straight on me. He said, what, Blue? I said, yeah, that's the dude right there. He said, give me a pack of cigarettes, a carton of cigarettes. I kill him. I said, oh, please, don't touch no, him. No, no. Don't touch him, no. no. Said, that's I said, it? don't touch him. Because, see, at the time that I went into the prison, they weren't giving you no time for killing an inmate or officer. Oh, uh, okay, okay. The time changed when Martinez came in the chair. When Governor Martinez took the chair, mm-hmm. he brought a law out and said, you're going to get the same time that if you was on the street, if you was in society, he brought it into the system. And that's what stopped a lot of killing. A lot in of killing, right. Yeah, but they sent him there for me to kill that guy. Wow. Then they could, I would have been trapped. Yeah, because right. then they got you on You something. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because my attorney had already told me, if this man go to trial, see, see the court system so tricky. Number one, when we failed, my attorney had already told me that the guy couldn't get no more than 15 years mm-hmm. because it wasn't premeditated or nothing of that nature. Mm-hmm. And he was drunk. So they were saying that he was under the influence of alcohol. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in his right state of mind. So he wasn't fully responsible for his actions. That's what my attorney was addressing. Okay? So he couldn't face number 15 years. Okay? That have made me a scot-free man. Mm-hmm. I'd have walked out there doing six months in the county jail and a free man. And a free man. But see, God got a plan. It wasn't, that, it wasn't time. Yes, sir. Because if, if I wouldn't have went to jail, I probably got killed on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, I probably yeah. got killed on the street. I'm telling you. The, the, I gave you time with yourself. The route that I was going there, yeah. I would have got killed on the street. I would have a shootouts. Yeah. Just one of me shooting out with six men, five men, mm-hmm. you know, just one of me, you know what I'm saying, then I got a little posse, a little young group, you know, I was head of them, you know what I'm saying, and God just used all of that just to show us, you know what I'm saying, that this is what they want to do, this man ended up letting the state convince him to cop out to life in prison with a mandatory 25 years, You he, he died in prison like about Four years ago. Wow. In Avon Park, he died in prison. And 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 and, and at that time, no, he had no did. I've been on the street now 25 years. 25 since you. Okay. Yeah, since that happened. And so, he he died. Wow. He he died in Avon Park. Wow. Yeah, and he he's never supposed to have done no more than 15 years on that sentence. He wouldn't have did that much because we had to. CRD, we had the incentive game time. We had all the different types of game time at that time. Now, so he wouldn't have did that much on on, on fifteen years. He probably did about seven years, Parole seven to eight years. Pro, like he on the street. Right. He let them cop them out. Wow. The turn stayed on me because they wanted me. They wanted me off the street. Mm-hmm. In my write up, I got all my old papers, old clippings. They twenty some years old. So I was a minister to society. They had to get me off the street. Wow. They were petitioning. That's crazy. The wow. People, the, the people in Cape Cod, Caucasian, mm-hmm. they were petitioning to keep you in To the keep me in the city. That's crazy. That's the same. That's crazy. That's they like, the minister to society. They have keep malice in their heart and they don't even know who yes. you are as a human wow. being. 
That's the same way they're on Doug McCray. Right. They petition to keep him locked up. Keep him locked up, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It was a white guy, Caucasian killed at the stove. It was a Caucasian killed with Doug McCray. She was a female. He was a male. See, they don't know the they don't know the, the town they're living in, mm -hmm. but I do. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's right. So, don't think you got the heads up. Uh, or we got the upper. No, 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 no. It's it's clans dressed up. People laughing with you. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if you take that cup off them, you'll see boy. You'll see. Yeah. They are, they will kill you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I thank God, man. I, just, I man, I just think. I thank God for this. That's amazing. Because people need to hear. It. Yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah, and that and that's. I'm glad that we can give you that platform to give a voice because that resonates and spreads the message to everybody. Because again, people can change. Yes. People can yes, change. Can. Don't don't prejudge people based off of what you see or hear, and mm -hmm. then that's it. You're not even gonna have an open mind as to who they are or uh, if they become something better. But yeah, people can change. They can. Yeah. I, I just want to. Say this for him. If you in the Bible, they told they told Philip about Jesus, right? And that's what I, I love what you just said. People can change, and I love that because when they told Philip about Jesus, listen at the statement that Philip made. Philip said, "Can any good thing come out of Nazareth?" See. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? So now what I'm saying today, can any good thing come out of Fort Miles? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look how he made the transformation. Mm -hmm. See, we we have not been conformed. We've been transformed. Yeah. Yes, we don't think like we used to think. We don't do the things we used, we used to, do. to do. We don't hang out with the people we used to hang out mm -hmm. with. God have made a transfer, gave us a transfer. He conformed us. Mm -hmm. He transformed us. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I could talk to you and love you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Not talk to you and then soon I leave, talk about you. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They love peoples in spite of. They always like to go back to slavery. Okay, that's bygone. Yeah, you know, yeah that's what they did. And we already know what type of world we live in. We're living. Yeah. So why be captured? In that, yes. Yes. Reparations. Man. Yes. Man. <laughs> That's what they want. Don't give Reparations. Me yes, man. I didn't go through it, but. Because it's just that, like, even bringing that, like, that's just the endless cycle of retribution. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You're just taking from those who've already gained from their ancestors right. and then giving it to someone mm -hmm. else. And then you still have that. That animosity yeah, toward yeah. you're just changing hands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Breeding, breeding even more animosity. Exactly. With people that don't have anything to, to do, do with it. it. Yeah. Yes. You sure what I'm saying? Oh, well, oh my like, God. That's that's wild. It's like the the sins of the father. Yeah. You know. Man. Or now the sins of the son. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That is good. Yeah. Yes, it is. Man, I tell you, I feel it. It's about. It's looking like it's about that. Time. Well, you got one more. You got a question for us today, yeah, Joe? Yeah. Oh, I'm you? I'm not even brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, what would you like to resonate with our audience or the people who are listening right now? Like, what message would you like to give them? Um, put it out in the ether, or um, just, just, just to. 
Any, Some, yeah, yeah, something that yeah. motivates you, something that keeps your yeah. energy going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Words that you live by, a mantra, anything that... that. What... Well, f- first of all, my life consists of Bible. Yeah. Okay? Yes. That, that's that's my foundation. Yes, it's Bible. But what keeps me going is that I, I, I don't like to be around negative energy. Mm. I like to be around positive energy. Yep. Yes, sir. And I always tell people, it's the people that you around that influence you to do what you do mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying if i want to be a millionaire i'd be around millionaires you see what i'm saying but i want to be broke i'd be around broke folks yeah. that want to hang out on the street and do this and do that and run all day and then when the end of the day you ain't got now dying yeah. you see what i'm saying but if i hang around positive minded people that's surging positive energy mm-hmm. then it gonna cause me to want to elevate Yes, it's gonna cause me to wanna wanna do more than what I where I'm at. Because see, a lot of time in ministry where I'm at, sometimes I, I I go to prayer and I say, God, I ain't doing enough. I feel like I'm not doing enough. You see what I'm saying? And you don't want to overexhort yourself. You see, so I'm the type of young man that if I push anything out there to anyone, Amen. Keep your head up. When people talk down on you, lift your head up. Yes, you got to speak Amen. positive to yourself. Mm-hmm. See, just like David said, David said, uh, encourage yourself. Everybody's not going to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to be happy because you're excelling. Mm-hmm. Everybody is yep. not, amen, yep. going to be that type of person say, go scary, go scary, go. You're going to do it. You know, no, no. When they start fail. seeing scary start excelling, mm-hmm. they're going to start grabbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he think he all that. He he, see, scary not thinking like that. No. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Skur is saying that if I get to the mountaintop, I want to go down the valley and pick my brother and my bring, sister up yep. and bring them up. Bring them up with Show me. them how to get to the mountaintop. Know, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But I can't I can't try to pull you to the mountaintop with me when I'm struggling to get up there. Yeah. You yeah, see what I'm saying? So I want to push you positive. When you saying I can't make it, when you say, Skur, I'm weak, I'm saying, no, you're strong, brother. You see what I'm saying? When you say, Skur, my self-esteem is low. No, brother. No, I want to build it up. Yes. When you say I'm fat, I'm ugly, and you know, you no, no, you're beautiful. You fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, I want to shoot positive yeah. energy, energy to yeah. you to keep trucking. Mm-hmm. Because when you stop, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You is in trouble. I told him. I told him this. Here. I said, you know, when you get people that want to go somewhere. You might came up in the project, but you don't have to live in the, live project, in the project all your life. Yep. You see what I'm saying? There you go. You might have caught the street bus. I might be catching the street bus now, but baby, watch me a, a year or two li- years later, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my own car. Mm-hmm. It might be smoking. It might have all head time, <laughs> but I got my own car. Like if I ain't point on, A to point B. Amen. Yeah. I ain't on the street bus. <laughs> so you yeah, you yeah, can sit back true. and laugh at me anyway. Yeah. But I'm that no, same sure. That's legit. Yeah. I'm going to ride right by yeah. the bump yeah. up. You still drive the bus? Amen. Amen. That's because you push yourself so, to be better right, and be. Right. Yeah. I seen this lady in our community, and I'm gonna turn it back. I'm gonna leave it alone. I seen this lady in our community, and she really, I, I really admire her, and she really inspired me. I seen this lady on a bicycle. This lady go to church every Sunday on her bicycle, and I admire her. I don't care if it's raining. That lady got an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Wow. Riding her bicycle. Wow. 
to get to the house of God. And I said, wow. And I said, these jokers got cars, trucks, and won't even go to the house of God. As soon as it started raining, pouring down, oh, the rain, weather bad. He go lay on a bicycle with an umbrella, going to the house in the rain and everything. I said, now you tell me, who God looking at? Is God looking at that man that put all that money in there? Or he looking at that man had one little mint and say, this is all I got. I'm going to put it in the table. I said, that's who God looking at. See, we got to forget about ourselves. And that's what I'm learning. I learned that. Scary, don't worry about you. Worry about somebody else. Somebody else. You cover. You know where you at. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But help somebody else to get where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's how I see life and that's how I push. To encourage people, not to discourage them. I want to encourage you. Every step of the way. Whatever you got going, I want to help push it. I, one thing about Scary, Scary don't have to be highlighted. I don't have to be out front. I, when I go to churches, they go my wife. When I go to churches, I try to sit in the back because I know when they spot me, they're gonna want me to preach or something. <laughs> I'm here to relax. I don't, I don't preach enough. Right. I'm here to sit back and relax and heal and get a word. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I heard my wife tell her uh, a sister that today. Said we gonna come down and visit y'all and say. Oh, y'all get ready to preach. My wife said, no, we're not coming to preach. We're coming to relax. Let me live. Yeah. Don't kill me. I don't want you to kill me. I'm trying to take a break. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yes, sir. Hey, oh, no man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How about you, Jashan? You got any uh, last words you want to resonate to our audience? You basically summed it all up. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. It all up. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said it better. Yeah. That's my speech teacher. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, said, I don't care how many degrees you got. He's like, I wrote it down on his hand <laughs> yeah. so I can remember. <laughs> she oh, man. But, yeah. Good. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you for, like I said again, taking the time to yeah, come absolutely. out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank and, you for and, coming and, by. And, yeah. and speaking Thank your you. word and resonating the messages to not just older people but young that that listen to this. Um, and I appreciate you guys for coming. Yeah, I hope here. I hope you guys can come back on. Yes, that way we catch please. up with please. with everything please. after please. this. Yeah, everything's and, and going any, on. Any new message you want to resonate with? Yeah, me, absolutely. I mean, I'm on I'm on a value at any time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. Because one thing you got to keep up with me about. Cause I I put something on top of something quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I, you know I got what you. Saying? So you yeah. got to let me know. Get on the man. schedule real yeah. quick. Yeah, sure. you got to push me out. Say, yeah. Well, we want Bishop bikes. I can tell you, you want Bishop bikes. And, and I usually get with Trishawn, and she let yeah. me. I let her know, and she gave me the date, and yeah. she's like September 6th. I'm like, all right, let me let get with him. Yeah. And then, he yeah. been telling me for a month now. <laughs> yeah. He has not let me forget. Yep, yep. Right. So, hey man. But again, I really appreciate you guys for coming. I appreciate so much. Like this, man. Really. All right, brother. Take us away. Thank you for joining us at the Tabletop. If you want to hear us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And if you want to look at our ugly mugs on Wednesdays (laughs) and Fridays, (laughs) we are on YouTube, uh, One Word, Tabletop Topics. And also check out our brand new Clips channel. We'll be uploading old and brand new episodes on there every single day and Thank- tiktok oh yeah and tic- i keep forgetting to yeah, say it's TikTok. new it's yeah new. it's new i gotta get used to that guys <laughs> but uh you guys have a good day evening night and or weekend thank you thank you yeah.